Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who has taught me that a clean house is a happy house, Heather. Actually, I always say a clean kitchen is a clean is a happy kitchen, but I think it well, I think it goes beyond the kitchen. Okay, okay. Well, it it applies here, I think. <laughs> so, we have a great show planned for today. Today we are going to be talking about how to do some spring cleaning of the financial variety. Ooh, tell me more. Tell me more. Well, you know, you might not, (laughs) you might want to dust off a little bit more than just uh, the the shelves in your home. You may want to dust off that bank account, dust off those investment accounts, dust off, dust off all your finances a little bit. Spring cleaning is more than just shelves, man. I remember growing up, my closet had like slats in it and it would get like dusty. And so like once or twice a year, we'd have to like take a cloth with a knife and like, get in there and get it cleaned out. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It's a good time of year. It's fun. There, there's maintenance. It's fun like, to get your life cleaned up. Well, I, <laughs> your glad, house cleaned up. I'm glad or, you, you know. think it's fun. I'm glad you think that's fun. Yeah, but ma- I think maintenance is important in all areas of our life. And just to to check in and say, is everything where it needs to be, have, have I taken care of what needs taken care of? Because this is really what we're talking about is a reason to to step back and say, is everything in line? Have I have I been doing those those maintenance activities that have been putting off? Yeah, and I mean, I don't know why it's equated with spring. I guess it's because you know it's a change of season and it's exciting. But yeah, it's a good time of of year to kind of step back and do this. But I don't want people to be freaked out because a lot of times you think of spring cleaning and it's like, oh my goodness, it's going to take forever. It's so much work, but. Don't think about that. It doesn't need to be a week. It doesn't even need to be a ton of time. You know, it just needs to be like a couple hours on a Saturday morning or something to get together to do this. This isn't a massive, you know, cancel your plan for the weekend kind of. And you, I noticed you said this is to spend a couple hours getting together to do this. So you, this isn't something you're doing alone. You're saying that you should, you should be doing this with your spouse. I mean, if you're married, this is marriage and money. That's a really great point. Maybe your spouse doesn't appreciate getting things kind of cleaned up, but I really do think it's good. Your financial life is a combination, whether you combine your finances or not, you're in it together. So really important that you both get excited about it and you know maybe you can plan something fun afterwards it, it always feels good to get a chore done and and look back and be like oh look what we did what we did oh okay well that, that sounds fantastic heather but okay so we have you we've been ta- throwing around this term of spring cleaning but what do we really mean when we're talking about financial spring cleaning okay does so what do i need to clean out my bank account empty it out and oh I and can help uh, you with go that. spend it. Is that is that what we're doing? What I can we're talking help you about with spring that. cleaning? No, I mean <laughs> I just think there's a lot of financial stuff that needs to be dealt with that we often you know put off or things get piling up. It's just kind of like a lot of areas in life, kind of more administrative or things like that, where you just kind of get in the status quo and get, start you know keep doing what you're doing and, and don't take time. But that's what we're going to talk about today. Is Giving ideas, you're like, I've never thought of this concept. Spring cleaning is just cleaning to me. Well, we've got some suggestions <laughs> on what to do for your spring clean, your financial life. Coming right at you today. Yeah, I think it's it it's easy when you're going about your life to say, oh, yeah, I know that's something I need to deal with. I'll deal with it eventually. I know. So, uh, like, the... the, the uh, I'm just going to mention mention one here initially. I think a lot of people have 
a drawer somewhere or a filing cabinet or a pile, maybe it's a pile <laughs> that's that's set somewhere in your house of just a bunch of old documents. Maybe they're bills, maybe they're um, bank statements, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're one of the people that have been proactive and you've actually gone digital and paperless on all that. that awesome. You should do that. But if you're not, you, pro- you probably have a pile of documents somewhere and you've been saying, gosh, I need to go through those and either decide, do I need to shred those? Do I need, do I really need to keep saving them? What do I need to do? Go through those documents, figure out what you have. Why do we do this? Like, I feel like this is super normal. This is totally normal for me. Like, we've got two filing cabinets. I've got files at work. Like, I don't know. Like, you get a paper thing. And especially in today's day and age, when most stuff, like most bills, most things are electronically, even most of our tax documents, like, I have all of them electronically. So it's like, why do I keep these paper copies? But for some reason, just old school me, I've been doing it my whole life. I do. I, like, stack up and then... Every, you know, once in a while, I'll go back and shred a bunch. In fact, I just did this today. I was at the office today, and (laughs) we were cleaning out, moving out of Singapore, and I took a bunch of documents and shredded them. And so, yeah, I don't know why we do this, but I am totally guilty of this. And it feels so good when you do it and you get rid of it, but then I just keep adding to the pile. So anyway, so this is a good thing to do probably a couple times a year to just go through your files stuff that you don't need, but do make sure that you shred it if it's got financial information or personal information. Yeah, most of this stuff, like I said, you should be able to pull up. Your bank keeps the records. You should be able to log into your your bank's website, get that information. And most cities have like a program like once or twice a year where you can drop off stuff for shredding. Otherwise, it's not super expensive to um, either buy a shredder yourself or, you know, to take it someplace. Yeah, yeah. So try not to either get into that situation or... Or take care of it now if you have a pile sitting there. That's right. So another idea to do, um, looking at your financials for spring cleaning, is to automate your saving and your investing. So a lot of you may be just doing this manually or one-off. You have to like think about it and go in and do it every time you want to pull some money out to put into your savings account or into your investment account. But there is a way to set this up so that it automatically does this. So we have this set up for ourselves. So every month, money just goes out of our checking account into our savings and our investing, and we don't have to think about it. And it's just one less chore that you have to think about and set up and do, and it just it's just done for you. Easy peasy. And, and I would say it's also one less argument because we've we've agreed to this is how much we're saving every month, and right at the start when the paychecks come in, that automatically it's gone. And so that just happens. And and rather than arguing how much are we saving this month, it eliminates those conversations because it's pre-decided, it's agreed, and it just happens. And similarly to saving, you can do that with investing. So you can take, okay, we know we're, we have this much going into our savings account every month. Maybe we could have an automatic purchase happen with our investment account as well. And automate that process. Yeah. Smooth out the highs and lows by always buying. And pretty much wherever you're investing your money or your bank accounts, like they're all set up nowadays to do this. So it might take you a little while to go on the site, read how do you do it, how do you get it set up. But once you do, it's done and you don't have to think about it. It's going to save you gobs of time. Oh, great idea. Um, What about accounts? What about the, accounts? Well, we've talked about savings accounts. We've talked about investment <laughs> accounts. We've talked about all these different accounts. You you might have a Your checking account. account. With how much love you have for me in it? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, I, I think you need to account. You're an accountant, and I, <laughs> I, it's hard to account for how much I love my accountant. But the point is, is that I, you might have credit card accounts. You, you, you probably have a few accounts, and maybe you have accounts left over from old banks you were with, or maybe a 401k account from an old employer, or you have these older accounts that are sitting out there. You, you should look at them and figure out. Can I consolidate these? Do I really need to have all of these open accounts? Because it's more things for you to think about and worry about and forget about that either you have money sitting there or or that something could come up later and surprise you. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Especially like if you've just recently gotten married or had a change in your life, like you said, like a job change or whatever, um, there's probably a reason that spurred you to have a different account. And I know I can speak because I've had four different jobs that every job I've had, I've had a 401k. And of course it's a different 401k account. And so that's a lot of work time. I move, I just kind of leave it, but then it's like, Oh my goodness, I've got these multiple accounts. Who's monitoring these investments. Am I doing the best thing? And it's like, you know, when I finally took the time to consolidate and move all of those investments into one account, I just feel like it was just a peace of mind. I mean, it wasn't that the company was doing worse or one was doing better than the other. It was just, it was a lot to manage. And it was a lot of stress being like, how much do I have in this account? And do I have all my login information? And am I getting my tax forms? It creates more forms you have to get. And so it's just, we're trying to make your life simple. A lot of this spring cleaning stuff that we're going to suggest is to help simplify your life and make your life easier on you because we know financial stuff is stressful. So don't make it more hard or more stressful than it needs to be. What a good way to put it. Yes, let's simplify our lives. And consolidating accounts is a great way to simplify. Even if, even if, like you said, you, your four, your four 401ks, maybe they were doing great. Maybe they were even doing better than how you're consolidated. They, they weren't. But the point is, is that there's a lot of value in just consolidating and simplifying your life. Right. Yes. So another one kind of related to that is re- reviewing your investment allocations. So... If you're like us, hopefully you have an investment account. You kind of just set it up and you're like, these are the funds that I'm going to invest in or the investments I'm going to put in. And you're just constantly throwing money at it. Um, And you're letting it just sit and grow and continuing to buy and just let it grow. Um, But you may want to look at it once in a while to say, do I have it divided into the right categories? Am I too aggressive? Am I too conservative? And so it's this isn't something I would recommend doing all the time. Like you shouldn't be changing your portfolio a lot. But it's a good thing to look at and evaluate and say, am I in the right um, profile for where my risk tolerance, my place in life? You know, maybe, again, you had a change in life, lost a job or someone's sick or you're retiring or, you know, there's things that could trigger it. And so it's good just to look at it every once in a while um, and just make sure you feel comfortable with how you're balanced and, and what those investments are. Yeah. And I would doing. also add that you might have learned something new about about yourself or about your investment strategy or approach that wasn't the case when you first set up that account and when you first set up those allocations and so you it, there's a lot of value in just making sure that that still aligns or or it, making sure it does align with with how your approach to investing is today so that, that's a really good point because I think we went through that yes. when we first started investing. We went to a financial advisor and he asked us our risk profile and kind of set up us up. And then as we did more research and started to learn and, and understand better about investments in our portfolio and what our tolerance was, you know, we looked at it and we we had quite a bit in bonds and we were just like, wait a minute, 
what we're young. This was years ago, but I would still argue that we're still young. But I mean, this was like 10 years ago. And we're like, oh, my goodness. Why do we have all this money in bonds? It's not even keeping up with inflation. We're going to be working for 20, 30 years more to have this set and grow like we want to adjust it. And so that's a great point that part of it is just you're continuing to hopefully learn and educate yourself and get comfortable. So it's a good thing to just like, hey, maybe I should check in on this and make sure I feel good with what things are doing. And that doesn't mean that what you did before or earlier, what your earlier allocations were, were wrong at the time, but they might be wrong for you now. Yes. And while you're looking at those investment allocations, you could also update your retirement contributions. So as you're going through and and looking at your investments, you might also realize, oh, you know, since I, uh, since I last was contributing to my retirement, maybe I got a raise and I didn't up my the amount that I'm contributing to my retirement account to match that raise. Or maybe I can push a little bit further now because maybe my expenses changed. Or uh, your situation's different. So make sure that you are still meeting your retirement uh, objectives as time goes on, right? You want to you want to continue to grow in that way and make sure you're, you're reaching your goals. Right. And so this is another one that you probably, like us, just have on autopilot, right? Like, hopefully you've set up and you're automatically having, if you, you know, if your employer provides it, you just have money coming out and going right to retirement accounts, um, which is awesome. And that's great. Again, we're talking about simplifying. You just, Heather, you just said, automate, simplify, so I don't have to think about it. Totally agree. But like David said, again, it's good just to check on it every once in a while. You don't, it doesn't need to be even more than once a year, but just like this said, in the springtime, maybe just look at it to make sure, am I still doing the right amount? Did, yeah, did I have a bonus or something that threw it off? Um, you know, just, it's just good to check in on it once in a while. It doesn't mean, again, it, just because you're looking at these things doesn't even mean maybe there's an action. You know, maybe you look at it and you're like, yep, good. That's what I thought. Great. Move on. But then you can have a peace of mind of, hey, I checked in. I'm still on track. This is doing what I wanted it to do. And just kind of check a box for you to be like, okay, I feel good about it. So a lot of these things, again, it's it's just having that check-in. It, again, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be an action, but it's just good to check in. Yeah. And that's exactly what you also should be doing with your taxes, I would say, too. Right. So every every employer, most employers, if they're doing what they, they they should be doing, they're withholding your taxes. Um, and then at the end of the year, we're, you know, we're coming up on, on, we're going through tax season right now, obviously April 15th is going to be upon us here before we know it. And, uh, you might get to your taxes, tax bill, see your tax bill and say, oh my goodness, I'm withholding way too much. I'm getting way too big of a refund. That money would have been nice to get throughout the year rather than being stressed about it. Or you might be in the reverse situation where you say, oh my goodness, I'm, I have to, I owe how much at the end of the year? Why wasn't I withholding more taxes? So this is a good chance also um, with the the information from your your latest tax return to say, how do I need to adjust those to be more in line with where I need to be? Right. And I feel like we have to do this every year. We <laughs> we try like we haven't we done try a good job so hard. We try to calculate and get it right so we don't pay in and we don't get paid a paid a big refund. And we just want to like pay the right amount, right? But it just feels like it's never correct. Something happens or something changes. I don't know. And so yeah, I mean, you just filed your taxes or you're about to file your taxes this time of year. And so you can step back and say, Hey, is this working? You still have 
75% of the year left to make changes to make up for if you made any errors in the first three months after you get your return. So this is just something I know taxes are hard. Boone, a lot of people, like myself or my dad, who actually like taxes. But um, so I know it's not very fun to do, but it is important because nobody wants to be surprised. Nobody wants to write a big check to the government that they weren't expecting or planning for. Um, and you may not even want to get a re big refund when you're like, hey, I could have used that money during the year. Why, why am I getting it all now? So another thing would be good to do at this time of the year during your spring cleaning would to be to check in on the progress of your goals and reviewing your budget. So hopefully you've had like a goal setting conversation. Don't know when it happened, but it's probably good to just kind of check in and say, okay, this is what we were working on. How are we doing? Is our budget working? And just kind of do a check-in. Yeah. And, you know, Heather, and I, you, you and I do this somewhat on a monthly basis, certainly on an annual basis with our state of the marriage that we, we've talked about in the past. Um, so this doesn't have to be structured around spring cleaning, but but it, why not, right? Like if you're, if you're the spring cleaning type, if you think this is a great season for a fresh beginning for a new start, then yeah. Obviously, this is a great time. There's never a bad time to check in on your goals, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. They're fun conversations. <laughs> they because, are. They're, they're well, dreaming conversations. Right. They're, they're and, awesome. And life is constantly changing, even if you're not like changing jobs or moving countries or doing things like that. I mean, there are things that are happening in your life and changing, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be financial. But like we've talked about, pretty much everything in your life has a financial impact. So it's just good to check in and talk to your spouse and, and have a check-in conversation. Just like you take your car to the shop to get, you know, check, you know, check out everything, make sure everything's running right, top top, tip top, oils, <laughs> whatever, and right, yeah, tires yeah. are inflated, wash your fluids in. I don't know what happens. The I, lick the fluids, the belts, the you know. It's I don't think you need to. Thing. Am I, I don't doing think a good you need job? to take your car into the shop to have the wa windshield washer fluid checked. I think you can do that. I would argue that you do need to have that. <laughs> or to check check your tire pressure. I'm not sure you need to take it into the shop. I'm pretty sure you do. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had to take my car into the shop to get the tire pressure Are checked. Are you mocking my <laughs> fantastic analogy that I was trying to make there? Example. It was a good analogy. It was a good right. analogy. Uh, well, um, Okay. So for, for those of you that have credit cards, which I'm guessing is most of you, <laughs> they're not kind of the freaks. If you, if you have credit cards, if you have auto loan, if you have a uh, house loan, it's probably a good idea to get that credit, uh, the, that, that, uh, credit report checked on an annual basis just to make sure there aren't any errors. Um, or, or just to check for fraud, right? Maybe somebody else has taken out a card in your name that you're not aware of yet. And at least if you were to, to do have a free credit report done, then you'll find out, yes, everything's good or no, everything's not good. And it's simple. It's easy to do. It's something I probably only did a couple times, if I'm being honest. It's not something I did very often, but really should have. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good point. And people may not know, because I didn't know this until probably like 10 years ago, is that it's free. It doesn't cost any money. There's three companies that do it. So you can get it done for free. It doesn't hurt your credit to run one of these. I mean, you don't want to do it every week, but to like have one of these run. And it is a peace of mind. Like I know um, when I discovered like, hey, this is really easy to do and do it. I did it. And I found out 
that I still had some credit cards open that I didn't even know. I don't even think I had the physical cards anymore, but they were still showing up, right? And so I was able to go in and just close those out, get them cleared off and canceled it. But it is good because you don't know. I mean, hopefully you're not having fraud or if you are having fraud in your account, you know about it. But it's not a bad idea, again, just to make sure. Um, and since it's free, it's easy to do. It doesn't take that long. Again, it's just another one of those peace of mind activities. Yeah, cleaning up those accounts is a great reason to do this, to find those abandoned accounts that you forgot about. Right. Um, and, uh, and and then why not, as long as we're in the spring, we're new beginnings, why not start a new money habit that's positive Ooh, you know if you're if you're not doing a budget why not just give that a try if you're of course you started with the budget of course of course course, my favorite right my favorite or you know if you're not going out to eat once a week maybe you should and you've got the money maybe you should go out to eat more often (laughs) let's give let's let's try starting with some good advice (laughs) and some good habits (laughs) no i think that's really good i mean you know a lot of people look at the first of the year, right, to set new resolutions or goals and things that you're working on. And as we all know, that always doesn't last very long. And so this is just another good time of year to be like, okay, maybe there's a small change. It doesn't need to be a big change. Like, it doesn't need to be as big as starting a budget or whatever. It could just be, um, you know, doing one of these steps that we just talked about or, you know, having a money conversation with your spouse um, on a monthly basis or something. So but but yeah, why not? Why not try to try to start some good habits and rituals? And um, and so then this doesn't become a big deal. Like your spring cleaning of your financial life next year is not going to be as big of a deal because you've made some progress and set up some good habits. And so oh, you might do these things, but they might just be really quick. Check, 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 check. Yep, everything's in order. Yeah, and odds are you probably know what that next good habit needs to be. You probably have in your mind, oh, yeah, I really should be focusing on on this one aspect of my, my financial life in order to be more successful. And make this a reason to start it. Make this a reason to have that conversation with your spouse to start that conversation and get on the same page to say, yes, this is what we're doing together now. All right, so this week, we do not have a question what? to have a conversation with your spouse. I know, I think this is literally the first episode yeah, the, that we have not had this. 84 episodes in, and now we're yep. not even going to do a question. No question. But in place of a question, we are giving you actual homework. That's right. Something to do. Action. Everybody loves homework. That's right. <laughs> More than just talk. We want to see a little bit of action So we want you to schedule a morning or a couple hours on an upcoming weekend to do some of these ideas and actually spring clean your financial life. And again, the both of you together to come forward and do it. Maybe it's even an hour. Just pick one of these things. But we want you to take an action and do one of these items. So, David. Heather. Where do you think the Prails, David and Heather Prail, need to spring clean for our financial life, especially given our transitions. We're transitioning back to the U.S. from Singapore. We got a lot going on. Where do you think we need to focus? Oh, well. <laughs> don't stress me out. I'm already stressed out, so I'll, don't stress I'll, me out I'll anymore. Try, well, is, is moving around the world uh, a, a stressful, stressful. stressful situation? I would okay. just tell people it's a little stressful. Okay. Well, I, I have a few thought, a couple of thoughts here. Oh, boy. I, I think, Wait, let me let me get some paper and pen to write this down. You should probably write this down. <laughs> so, I first I think we need to just look at our 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 Singapore accounts. So we talked about consolid, account consolidation. We had to open some accounts here in Singapore. 
I think we need to evaluate, do we still need those? Are those things we're still going to be using when we go back to the U.S., or should we shut those down and move ahead without them? I think I think it would be great to restart some of our good U.S. money routines. So we kind of got used to, we had money routines in the U.S., and then we kind of abandoned them because we had to set up new routines in Singapore, and now it's time to transition back into those. And so I think setting up those new they're not really new habits. It's more like getting back into some old good habits that we we used to follow. And then, and then finally, I think we need to just re reevaluate our goals as we now get back to new incomes in a new location and new expenses and new everything. Right? It's not well, not maybe not new, but it's a change. And so, reevaluating. What's our situation and making adjustments accordingly? That that's where I'm coming from. What are your thoughts? I think we're pretty pretty well aligned. I mean, I do feel like there's there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot going on. A lot of things we need to do this year. Like you like you said, you know, we're trying to close out our life in Singapore. So back to looking at what do we have open and getting that cleaned up. I think that that's really important. I mean, I did like I mentioned, I did just shred a bunch of documents. So I think we're in pretty good shape there. But but we should just make sure, right? Like you said. Um, and actually, that's kind of making me feel better because I feel like our life is getting a lot simpler <laughs> because we're only going to have financials and, you know, stuff going on in one part of the world, which in one country, which will make things easier, which is exciting, um, even though it's going to take a little bit to kind of transition there. But I agree. I think the biggest thing you and I need to do is we need to get back to see what no the new normal looks like, right? Like we need to have a, a month in the U.S. You know, our income is changing. Our expenses are changing. Like you said, everything's changing. And so... You know, we have an idea, but I think we just need to get through a month and then step back and say, okay, you know, is this budget working? Is it aligned with our goals? Where do we need to make some, you know, changes and adjustments um, to kind of work through? So I think it's going to go into, hopefully we can get this kind of sorted out by summer, but I think it's going to take us a little bit longer to kind of get situated and, and see kind of where we're tracking. There will certainly be an adjustment period and <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we're we're gonna take some time in there. <laughs> okay. Well, that about wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the